The date of this feast was determined by the relation between the feast of Christmas and the visit of the angel Gabriel to Mary, a period of nine months. From its inception, this feast was the celebration of the incarnation of Christ, rather than the honor of the most blessed virgin. This explains in part why De La Salle focuses in his meditation, more on the mystery of the incarnation than on Mary. Let us give thanks with the whole Church, for the honor that the Most Blessed Virgin received on this day, to become the Mother of God. This is the greatest honor any mere creature can ever receive. Saint Ambrose declares that it was the greatness and the excellence of Mary's faith, that procured this favor for her. In this role, she has become an object of veneration for the angels themselves, who although much higher by nature, nevertheless are far beneath her, in view of the dignity she received on this day. Still this dignity only leads her to humble herself, for when the angel declares to her that she is the mother of God, and honors her as such, this admirable virgin has no reply, except that she is the servant of the Lord. Saint Ambrose cannot help marveling at such a response in the mouth of this holy virgin, at the very moment when she is chosen to be the mother of God. Let us profit today from such a great example. May all the graces that God gives us, no matter how remarkable they might be, incline us also to humble ourselves, below everyone else. God's goodness shines out in this mystery, no less than the most blessed virgin's humility. The Son of God, says Saint Paul, possesses divine nature, and takes nothing from God, by regarding himself as God's equal, nevertheless he empties himself on this day, and takes on the nature of a slave, making himself like us, except for sin. This was, as the angel says to the most blessed virgin, so that he might deliver his people from their sins, as he committed himself by clothing himself with human nature. Seeing that holocausts, which were the most excellent sacrifices of the old law, were not sufficiently pleasing to God to take away our sins, Jesus offers himself in sacrifice, and says to his eternal Father, Today I come into the world, to do your holy will, and to accomplish all justice. For this purpose, the prophet Isaiah says, He bore all our sins, and took upon himself, all our weaknesses. Let us do what we can by irreproachable conduct, to achieve what the Son of God in this mystery did for all people, which is to destroy sin entirely. If God gives us so many signs of his goodness, toward us on this holy day, we also have the advantage, of receiving a great number of graces. Jesus Christ says in the Gospel that he came into this world, only to give us life, and to give it to us in abundance. By him and in him, says Saint Paul, a general reconciliation of all things with God has taken place. By the blood that Jesus shed on the cross, peace has been restored in heaven and on earth. He also, according to the same apostle, although we had strayed far from God, and had become his enemies, has re-established us in grace to make us holy, without blemish, and without blame before him. He too, according to the same apostle, has made us worthy to share the lot of the saints. 
This day therefore, is a day of joy and blessings for us, for it was on this day that God, who is rich in mercy, as St. Paul says, out of the infinite love with which he has loved us, sent his own Son, even when we were dead by our sins and by our crimes, to give us new life in Jesus Christ, to manifest to future ages, the magnificence of the riches of his grace, through the goodness he has had for us in Jesus Christ. If then, we enjoy such abundant graces to save ourselves, and to become perfect saints, as Saint Paul says, we are indebted for all this, to what Jesus Christ did for us on this day, by becoming man out of love for us. Let us show him our gratitude, by the holy use we make of these graces.